Hi there, and welcome to the Mother of Success podcast. I am your host, Heather Hennessy of Heather Hennessy Life Coaching, and I am so glad that you are with me for today's episode. This podcast is for working women who are new mothers. I am going to start by asking you to breathe with me. Whatever you are doing right now, take five deep breaths with me in through your nose and out through your mouth. So today's episode is another one in my series where I am introducing myself to my listeners and also talking about significant parts of my own journey as a working mother. And really, today's episode is a huge one for me. So as a new working mother... I started losing weight and I eventually lost a hundred pounds, which is a big deal. A hundred pounds is a lot of weight. It is the most outwardly visible change that I have made since becoming a mother and a working mother. There's tons of stuff that has happened on the inside as well. But this weight loss is the one that is just really obvious to the rest of the world, right? To everyone who has known me for any length of time. I think that, you know, a lot of my other changes and sort of adjustments are very visible to the people closest to me, like to my family and to my husband. But the weight loss, I mean, for everybody who has known me, Um, since, you know, before I got pregnant, the weight loss is a big one. I had always been a heavy person. I actually sort of foreshadowed a lot of this in my last episode when I talked about how my weight had been a constant struggle for me during my life. And I, uh, I had been really overweight since I was in my early teenage years. I was always like, the chubby one in the family, right? <laughs> I had a, I have a sister who was very slender when we were growing up and I was like the chubby one. Um, and I had lost weight over time and regained it and then lost it and then regained it, kind of lost a little bit, <laughs> regained more. Um, and I just really thought that losing weight would make me happy. That was just one of those things that my entire life had sort of hung over me as something that was a problem that I needed to fix about myself, sort of quote unquote fix about myself. And that if I could just lose the weight, everything else would be easier. I have no idea why I thought this. As I said, I had lost weight. I knew that I could lose weight and still feel exactly, (laughs) exactly as, you know, miserable as I did before I lost weight. In fact, that's why I would 
regain the weight over time, sometimes very quickly regain the weight. Anyway, I think that that's very common for those of us who struggle with our weight is that we do, we have a thought that losing weight is, is going to make us happy. And that the reason that we're not happy is because we're overweight. And my being overweight was really the result of a lot of emotional eating and binge eating. Now, I didn't know that I was a binge eater. I had never identified as that, but but as part of my training as a coach, (laughs) because I am a certified life and weight loss coach, as part of my training as a coach, I learned about binge eating and I was like, oh, that was for sure me. I was for sure, (laughs) for sure binge eating for, you know, decades. And I do want to be really clear I was not a healthy and happy overweight person. In fact, I was quite unhealthy. My like blood work and, you know, all the numbers that the medical community sort of tracks as, you know, good health markers or not so good health markers, mine were all in the wrong direction. And even for, you know, I know there are lots of of sort of body positivity activists and and people who are um, very, very skilled and very highly trained about um, people who are fat phobia and who kind of coach and speak very, very thoughtfully and skillfully in that in that uh, sphere. And, you know, they question some of the medical community's assumptions about people whose weight is over, you know, whatever their BMI, um, quote unquote, should be. So I am aware of all of that. I don't know exactly where I fell, medically speaking, in regards to that, right? That they're... um, the sort of assumptions of the medical community to the extent that those are being questioned by very, very smart people. I don't know where I fall in that, but I do think looking back on myself, I do think that I was really unhealthy. I felt terrible. Like I physically, I felt not good. And I had a lot of sort of symptoms that were because of my weight, which have now, which are now gone right after the weight loss, those are gone. And so, you know, even if they're, you know, smart people could sort of say, well, no, you know, you weren't quote unquote unhealthy as the conventional medical community would have defined you. I just know that I felt bad. So when I sort of look back and say, I was not a, a, an overweight person who was healthy. That's how I sort of come to that conclusion. Now, at the time, I had had no exposure at all to body positivity coaching or coaches who are specifically trained in um, talking about fat shaming and sort of advocates who work on behalf of you know, people who are heavy, I had had no exposure to any of that. So I didn't have the benefit of any of that teaching. All I had was sort of my own, you know, runaway thoughts that, um, that I needed to lose weight. 
and my own physical experience of being uncomfortable physically in my body. So sort of mentally and emotionally uncomfortable, (laughs) physically uncomfortable. And, you know, we also had a lot of family history. Like my mother had constantly dieted and lost and gained weight um, over the years during my childhood. And so all of my weight loss efforts up until now, right? Up until the current time where I have lost the weight and I'm successfully keeping it off, all of my previous weight loss efforts had really been um, where, you know, what weight loss coaches call trying to hate myself thin, right? Like, I've got to lose weight. I can't tolerate myself, you know, weighing 250 pounds. This is unacceptable. I have to lose the weight was my line of thinking. Absolutely. Um, And that was miserable, right? You put it all together and it was pretty miserable. Um, Now, I want to be really clear. My weight loss and and like how I sort of have come around to my thinking and my coaching for clients who want to lose weight, mine was really driven um, by my own sort of desire to feel better as physically as much as anything else. And I found that and I found success with it and I have found sustained success with it. I do not think that my clients, I don't care how, you know, what your weight is. I do not think that my clients are obligated to start losing weight, right? Like just because you've had a baby, whatever your weight may be, you know, after your baby arrives, I don't care. It it is totally an individual choice. Um, And nobody is under any obligation to lose weight, be a certain weight, you know, get back into your (laughs) pre-pregnancy clothes, whatever. All of that is absolutely optional. And um, there's actually a great, uh, I see these t-shirts on Instagram. Um, I can't remember the name of the company, but the, <laughs> their hashtag is uh, cancel snapback culture. So you can look up the hashtag cancel snapback culture. And it is the, you know, notion that after a baby, you're supposed to snap back to your pre baby body. And I I just love it that these people have t-shirts and, you know, an entire sort of conversation online around canceling that attitude. That really was not my frame of mind when I started losing weight. I was not trying to snap back to some like pre baby ideal. Um, I was trying to get rid of my chronic and painful heartburn. I had pain in my left knee. That was like a sharp pain all like not every day, but almost every day. And if I took a wrong step, it would like hurt worse. Those are just a couple of like my physical symptoms that I was experiencing that I knew that I could 
probably like help myself by losing weight. So having said all of that, um, as a coach, I, again, I don't advise that weight loss is the only place for my clients to start. And for some new working mothers, your weight is not at all your biggest issue. You know, for, for those clients and for you, I advise you to start wherever you are, like whatever it is that is causing you the most friction as a new working mother, start there, right? Start your solution finding, start your problem solving, start your work with a coach in the place where you need it most. But because of my own personal experience with losing 100 pounds, I have a lot to teach and a lot of tools that are really very, very helpful to new working mothers who want to start losing weight. But again, that is just part of my skill set. It is not the extent of my skill set. And while I was working on losing weight, I also did a ton of other work on myself to, you know, improve my life as a working mother. Um, so I almost think of it as the, ter- the term that, com- that keeps on coming to mind is that my weight loss is the place where I found purchase. If you know that use of the term purchase, like where I found a place to grab a hold. I, I mean, like if you think about like a mountain climber who needs to find a place for their fingers to hold on to so that they don't fall off the mountain. That is where I found it. That weight loss is where I found purchase to start climbing. And others of you are going to find their, your purchase in other places for sure. But there are those of you who are listening to this right now where weight loss is going to be the place where you get purchase. So um, I, I just had a knowing, like, a, like an internal knowing that I needed to start working on losing weight. And um, as I talked about a few episodes ago, what I really did first was start to work on my calendar. As soon I started that work in like the middle of September of 2016, as soon as I had that dialed in, and it that took about six weeks, six or eight weeks to really sort of get my calendar kind of working for me. It was um, November of 2016 when I got on the scale for the first time since I had had my baby. I just had a knowing that that was where I wanted to go first, like a sense that my weight and starting to lose weight was where it, like whatever, whatever journey I was on started for me there. And this change in my life called to me more than any other. So again, for some of you, you're going to be having a different calling, right? You're going to be having a calling that says that you need to change your career. You're going to be having a calling that says that 
Your marriage needs your full attention. You're going to be having a calling that says that, you know, you need to heal your relationship with your own mother. Everybody gets to be different. I also had some confidence about weight loss. As I said, <laughs> I've lost and gained a lot of weight a lot of times over my uh, lifetime. So I actually had some confidence that if I started losing weight, that I could do so and be successful. So when I got on the scale for that first time since my baby was born in November of 2016, I weighed 241 pounds, which was not a surprise when I kind of would top out at my top weight, I would be between like 240 and 250. And I was probably wearing like a size 22. So, so what I did on that day was just sort of say, okay, (laughs) I'm going to start to track my weight. I'm going to start to watch what I eat. And I, you know, I just had some like obvious places to start. Like we were eating, I was eating a lot of like ice cream. I was eating a lot of like pizza. I just knew, okay, I'm going to start to like not eat ice cream and pizza all the time, right? I just kind of like, okay, I'm going to make some changes. So Um, what I, my go-to at the time was always Weight Watchers. That was like a a solid starting point for me. And it had worked for me in the past. Um, and so that was what I did was I, I think I tried to lose, I think I lost the first few pounds on my own. And then I joined Weight Watchers. I think they were having like a, you know, they always run like a new year's, special. So, you know, once January rolled around, I think I joined Weight Watchers. And over time, I guess it was probably about a year, I lost about 60 pounds on Weight Watchers. And I never did any supplements or like meal plans. And I was not exercising. I just followed Weight Watchers, went to meetings. I liked to go to the meetings in person. And I had a leader who I really liked at the time. So, so that was all, you know, kind of rocking along to a certain point. Now, what, so where was I? I, after I had taken off about 60 pounds, my weight was around 180 which for me was like a size, like 14 or 16, like definitely a lot like smaller than I, you know, am at uh, weighing two, four over 240. Um, But also that number where my weight was about 180 pounds, that was always a point for me where I would start slipping. And I say that I'm making air quotes as I say slipping. And those of you who have lost and gained weight over time, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. Like, like I had a pretty good handle on what was happening and that I was losing it. So, and that's probably hard to describe to people who have not... (laughs) 
had like a yeah, like an up and down weight over time. But for those of you who understand what I'm saying, you know exactly what I'm saying. So I you start to get desperate, right? Like I started to get a little bit desperate because I was so thrilled with with having lost about 60 pounds and being a weighing about 180. And I was so motivated as a new working mom, I was so motivated to keep going. Um, and I've talked about this on some videos in the past, right? Like this sort of sense of motivation that I wanted to be able to feel healthy. I wanted to be able to feel better physically. I wanted to be able to get up and down off the floor with my son without like (laughs) groaning and, and, uh, and creaking in my joints. And I was starting to feel that way. So this notion that I was losing it was pretty terrifying. And it was, um, early 2017. And I was kind of wondering where to go, right? Like I, I knew that what I was doing, that I needed to change something, something about what I was doing needed to change. Um, And in that kind of desperation, I started looking at podcasts, and I had never listened to a podcast before. The podcast I found was from Coach Corinne Crabtree. You can look her up. She is a very, very popular weight loss coach. Um, And at the time, the title of her podcast was Losing 100 Pounds. Um, I think she's changed the title to Losing 100 Pounds with Corinne Crabtree. I think that might be right. But at any rate, um, she is a fantastic coach. And she was my first introduction to coaching, specifically to mindset coaching, which is what I now do with my clients. I am so grateful to her that she was taking the time every week to record a podcast. She changed my life. Her podcast changed my life and what she taught me by virtue of her podcast is the beginning of the tool set that I now use every day. And, you know, this mindset coaching is what I got certified in. And that's the basis of my coaching practice that I now use with my clients. So the process of coaching and uh, working on my own mindset is how I took off the rest of the weight. It's how I you know, lost the rest of the weight to get to 100 pounds total loss. And that is how I have kept it off. So the whole process took me about two and a half years, starting in November of 2016. And I really got to my goal weight in like the spring of 2019. So along the way, in addition to picking up coaching, I've also um, learned a lot about the body acceptance and body positivity coaching and how to sort of work with people on that uh, toolkit. So 
I just told you how I lost the weight. I will never coach a client to do it the way that I did it. Um, and the way that I now keep my weight off is completely different than how I started. Um, and you know, it's just so fascinating. I was doing the best I could at the time. Like when I started and, you know, lost those first 60 pounds, I was really doing my very, very best what I can now see so clearly is that after losing um, a big part of the weight and getting down to that, that point where I weighed about 180, I know now what was happening to me. I was um, different physically and I was kind of behaving in a way that was different, right? Like eating to weigh 180 pounds was very different than the way that I had eaten to weigh 240 pounds. And the piece that fell into place for me because of coaching and because of mindset work was how to shift my identity, right? Like this is a huge change for me, a huge development in my life to not be a person who is overweight, to not be a person who struggles with my weight. That is a self-identity issue where, you know, there is just so much of that that I couldn't get to on my own. Um, and I, and I know, I, I feel so grateful to myself for searching podcasts on that day where I found Corinne Crabtree's podcast. I'm so grateful to myself that I was like, I need a different solution and I'm going to go see what I can find. And there I was, and I found my way to exactly what I needed. Um, and so that was a big change, right? To sort of say to myself, I need a new skill here. I need something different and I'm going to go find it. And then to realize that, oh, it's in this identity piece. I mean, and the difference there is, it's like I said at the beginning, for all those years, I had been trying to hate myself to lose the weight what the coaching process and what mindset work have taught me is that the key to losing the weight was to love myself, right? To love myself no matter what, it just makes the process so much easier. So for those of you who are new to coaching or who think, oh, well, she was making sense and she'll, she started talking about loving yourself Stay with me. In all seriousness, we cannot hate ourselves thin. We cannot hate ourselves healthy. We cannot hate ourselves happy. The key is to being able to make permanent changes in our life are ones that we access through compassion, through love, through understanding, and through being really, really on our own side. 
Hating ourselves sets us up in an adversarial posture with ourselves. It's completely draining on our energy. For those of you who have tried it in the past, has it worked? No, it hasn't worked. It never worked for me. It's not working for you. Open, oh, if you, if this is you, right, if this is you and you've been trying to hate yourself thin for all these years, I encourage you to open your mind that there might be a solution out there that doesn't go through hating yourself. So that was one huge change was that mindset piece. The other thing that I started kind of in the middle point is that I started doing this like self-guided yoga practice. I had been to a bunch of yoga classes over the years and sort of picked up some of the basics. So I was like, I don't want to actually go to yoga (laughs) because I didn't want to schedule a class and whatever. I wanted to be able to do it sort of, you know, early in the morning when I first woke up in my pajamas. So I made up a little like yoga routine that I would do every morning in my pajamas. And then I would sit down and do sort of my mindset work and my coaching work. And I, (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing at the time. But now that I've studied this stuff and, you know, built up my skill set for my own clients, I realized what I was doing was actually brilliant. I realized that what I was doing was transforming myself through that yoga practice, again, in ways that I did not appreciate at the time, but that um, the coordination of your breath and movement and the connection to your body that sort of just, I would just do like 15 minutes, you know, most days of the week, I wasn't even perfect about it, but during that, taking that 15 minutes to connect my body, my breath, and kind of clear my mind and have like a physical practice like that is, it's like science has shown that this helps you rewire your brain, right? Like you're, you're calming down your fight or flight nervous system, you're engaging your, um, your nervous system that calms you down, right? The parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous systems. And you're shifting out of fight or flight and into that state of relaxation on purpose, right? I mean, this is the ancient practice of yoga. They were on to something. And, you know, there I was doing it like by myself in my pajamas (laughs) at, you know, five o'clock in the morning. And, it, it was just, I'm so grateful to myself. Again, I just decided I'm going to follow this coach on her podcast and I'm going to start this yoga practice. And I, you know, now that I get it, I can really help my clients identify what they might want to do that does the same thing. Like if you're, if yoga is a total turnoff for you, there are tons of other options for, you know, little daily practices that you can start as even, you know, even as a brand new mother, right. That don't require any physical exertion, but that really calm down your nervous system and quiet any anxiety that you might be having. And again, they give you purchase. It was giving me purchase. 
So along the way, I did start to like exercise more intentionally. Um, my yoga practice actually did like strengthen me over time. I got stronger and sort of better at it. And, um, I, I reached my goal weight and I, you know, I kind of didn't know what to do with myself. I reached my goal weight, which is another identity shift. You're, you know, I was overweight for so long and then I became a person who was successfully losing weight. That's an identity shift. And then you become a person who's at your goal weight and you have to shift your identity all over again. (laughs) So I wanted something to do that was, you know, kind of continuing to make me stronger. And I started going to Pilates and, um, I, it's so funny. I did all that work to lose the weight. I started going to Pilates and I actually gained some weight because of course I was putting on muscle now And that has continued. I've stayed with Pilates and like gotten stronger over time. So uh, my weight now is actually heavier than it was um, when I kind of stopped losing weight, but I'm smaller, if that makes sense, because the muscles are, of course, you're, when you're adding muscle, you're actually toning and kind of tightening things up. And so like my clothes are looser, but the weight on the scale is actually probably like four or five pounds heavier than it was after I really like finished losing weight and before I started exercising. So anyway, um, I have expanded my exercise over time. Um, we got a treadmill and like during, you know, during here, during COVID, Um, I've started doing some other types of exercise classes online and like, you know, I bought a kettlebell off of Amazon, just kind of stuff like that. So now I have a regular exercise routine that I follow and that really fits my life. Um, and that's very sustainable for me. Like everything about this has to be sustainable. Um, you know, more on that in a minute. But these identity shifts, I just cannot say enough about them. It is a total shift of, of me on the outside and the way that I interact with the world, but also the way that I treat myself on the inside and how I interact with myself is just totally transformed, um, adjusting to that identity shift has taken me a lot of time and a lot of intention and a lot of coaching, sort of, sort of like the adjustment to working motherhood. So in addition to the exercise, there is a lot that I do now as I maintain my weight loss that is very different from how I lost the weight. So another Um, problem that I was having when I was heavy was an autoimmune issue. And after I lost, it's like sometimes people who have an autoimmune issue and they do lose weight, the autoimmune issue resolves itself. Well, mine did not. So I am 
currently following an autoimmune protocol that is, um, you know, specifically designed for people who have my type of autoimmune issue. And I work with a functional medicine doctor and a nutritionist um, to support me as I work on healing my autoimmune. And of course, you know, both of those, the, the doctor and the nutritionist, you know, they're like, oh, that's fantastic. You lost a hundred pounds. Now we really get to work, right? Like they're, they're like, they're, uh, it's kind of great, right? Like they um, continue to see ways that I can um, heal my autoimmune system. And so like losing the weight was not the end of the story, And I also, I'm so, one of the skills that I picked up along the way was being really like flexible and adaptable so that when the nutritionist or the doctor, right, like they're like, okay, this is not working so well. Let's try something different. Like, I don't freak out. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're trying to lose weight and you think, oh, I do these things and I'm successful, we get kind of attached. We get kind of like married to what we think is going to be successful. And if somebody tries to mess with us, we kind of freak out. (laughs) I remember uh, back when I was on Weight Watchers, you know, Weight Watchers actually changes their program probably like once every 18 months and there was a program change and everybody freaked out. <laughs> like, no, I just figured out how to be successful. So sort of releasing myself from some of that rigidity, right? Like being flexible and adaptable about my food and, you know, what I eat and when I eat it is actually really helpful to me. It makes me feel like I'm not living in a straitjacket, you know, that I have a lot of choices and a lot of autonomy and that I'm able to make adjustments that are for my own greater good. So the, the way that I lost the last, you know, probably 20 pounds is with that mindset of kind of adaptability, flexibility, like I am going to reach my goal And I've just really committed to that. And that is what makes this sustainable. It makes me feel like I could live this way forever. Like I'm so confident that I'm not going to gain the weight back no matter what. Corinne Crabtree has some great advice. She says not to do anything to lose weight that you can't do forever. That is the absolute truth of it. I've now maintained my weight loss for over a year and a half and counting. And it is a constant reminder that doing something drastic to lose weight or doing something that just doesn't fit with the, with the rest of my life, it's just not sustainable. It just doesn't serve us to do that. The other mindset shift that really helps me is that I am still a student. I am still figuring out what is going to work best for me. I think that all of this, my weight loss or maintaining my weight loss and what I eat, 
and my exercise, I think it's going to continue to evolve. I mean, some of those evolutions are really predictable, right? Like I am 46 now and at some point I am going to enjoy menopause. So, and the, and then there's sort of the unexpected stuff, like an injury that maybe prevents me from exercising for a while or, you know, whatever, who knows the, uh, the knowledge that I can take care of myself as my health changes and as I age. And that is, again, such a boost of confidence. And the confidence is really a fantastic byproduct of the weight that I've lost and the work that I've done to get here. So for those of you who are new working mothers and who think you want to start losing weight, I am here for you. If you are a person like I described toward the beginning where you really think that losing weight is what is going to give you purchase, right? What is going to be your finger grip on the mountain? Let's do it. I mean, there is absolutely no reason to wait. And I, it would be my pleasure to be helpful to you. Um, And if you are interested in talking to me about potentially losing weight or about any other aspect of your life as a new working mother, please feel free to visit my website or contact me through Facebook. And those links are in the show notes wherever you found this podcast. Thanks so much for listening and take good care. Bye-bye.